This is a podcast brought to you by The Stress Times and The Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Straits Times and The Business Times, where we break down financial tips so that you can get started after listening to this episode. I'm Chris Lim, and I'm your host today. We're pleased to have with us today Eric Kong, Kevin Tok, and Wong Siak Ng, co-founders of Aggregate Asset Management, which was launched in Singapore in 2012, has a zero management fee model and charges only a performance fee. Eric, Kevin, Siak Ng, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Chris. Please, in a nutshell, what exactly does aggregate asset management do? Aggregate asset management helps our client to invest in stocks, equities across Asia. We manage a single fund and our long-term objective is to deliver 10% returns for our client. What's interesting about us that stands out is actually we charge zero management fee. In essence, we tell our client our interest is totally aligned. If we can't make money for you, we will not be paid a single cent. We have no other form of income. So, aggregate asset management focuses on equities, but can you explain to our listeners what exactly equities are? What are they and why should we be interested in them? The common name for equities is stocks. People know them as stocks and stocks are actually pieces of business. So when you buy a stock, you actually own a small piece of a business. So for example, if you buy SPH, you actually own a small, tiny piece of SPH. And if you are owner of a business, you are entitled to the dividends, you are entitled to the earnings that the company pays. Thanks, Eric. So basically, stocks are equities. They're the same thing, right? Yes, they are the same thing. And as an investor, or let's say a beginner investor, what would I need to start investing in stocks? What are the very basics I would need, other than funds, of course? I think you can open up a brokerage account. There are many brokers around. There are banks and there are the individual brokerage companies. Mm -hmm. But I think Singaporeans are generally quite well-versed in buying stocks, right? Everybody, they know a little bit about stocks. But I think the problem is that they do not have enough stocks in their portfolio. They don't give the respect to stocks that stocks can actually help them to be financially independent. I see. So for them, it's more like a play-play kind of thing. They buy and they sell. They buy at 2pm, then they sell at 4pm. And if they make money, they use that for some shopping money. So they don't really take it seriously enough. That's point number one. Mm -hmm. Point number two is that they do not allocate enough to stocks. Because come on, it's a business. Don't you want to be a business owner? And I think jobs are getting increasingly specialized. We are getting more and more specialized. So which means that the chance of losing our jobs are very high. So what can the layman do? Now careers are very short-lived. At 40, you know, you may be gone, you know, or 50, you may lose your job. Stocks is a way for you to invest in other people. Other people go to work, other people earn an income, and you want to tax that their productivity. You want to tax a value on that. So with that, you can imagine you are taxing people from Google, from Facebook, from SPH, from Singtel. You just want a bit of their output. So with stocks, you can actually do that and protect yourself against being obsolete. So what you're saying is that many Singaporeans, they play with stocks, but they don't approach it in a structured, focused and long-term fashion. It's more like dabbling as opposed to having a long-term plan. That's uh, right. Right? That's right. And as you mentioned, you addressed a few issues, Eric, on why stocks might be interesting. You're taking a stake in somebody's business. Are there any other reasons why we should consider equities as a good investment vehicle? Yeah, okay. One thing, if you look at the long-term returns of stocks, mm -hmm. it's about 10% for the overall world stock market. So imagine you can have a slice of all the businesses in the world and getting 10%. They are running business. 
So if you are owning a business, you are earning the returns as an owner of a business. So for example, just say if you compare stocks against bonds. So just say if you buy bonds. Buying bonds means that you are lending money to the business owner. The business owner must make sure that he can actually earn more than the money that he borrowed. So why not be a business owner? Why people have, I think they have too much bonds, too much fixed deposits. Why are they lending that money to the business owner? Why not be a business owner and get that 10% return? Thanks, Eric. Now, if you're liking these tips so far, do subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts or Spotify and like us and give us a rating. And now we're back to our conversation with Aggregate Asset Management co-founders, Kevin Talk, Eric Kong and Wong Siak Ng. So, Eric, you started talking about some of the differences between equities and bonds. Can you uh, perhaps compare equities with other vehicles, well, properties, ETFs, etc., etc.? So, for properties, I think properties had a very good run in Singapore. Last time, maybe we had three graduates out of 10. Now, we have like eight or nine graduates out of 10. I'm not sure about the actual number, but we have a lot more university graduates now. So, that growth in incomes have driven property prices. But going forward, what is going to happen? The Singapore, the number of kids that the average Singaporean have is 1.2 or 1.3. But if you ask the more wealthy people, they have two or three properties. What is going to happen to the other two you know, in the future? So I think going forward, the property market is not as good. As a matter of fact, if you look at the yields from property market, it's less than 2% now. But if you put the money in the bank, or you buy something, you may be able to get 3 or 4%. So if you are satisfied with the yield of 1% to 2% from property and hope that you can actually make money from the capital appreciation of that property, you are actually not investing anymore. You are hoping that somebody take the property off you at a higher price. And if he does that, how much is his rental income going to get? It's going to be even lower as a percentage of that property. So that is actually called speculation. That is not investing anymore. So interesting, speculation versus investment. Speculation being hoping that something will happen. Of course, the problem is that people look at the headlines and they see, okay, on block, you know, and they, wow, on block millionaires. And they do a back of the envelope calculation. Wow, they would have made so much versus how much they bought the flat for. That doesn't really work out long term. It works out long term if we can get our population to 12 million maybe. You know, we need new people here. We need, we need mm. to increase the population to be able mm. to take the property off your hands, you know. Mm. So, coming back to equities, you mentioned 10%. 10% over what period of time? And break down that 10% for us. Okay, if you look at the world markets, if you look at US, for the last 100 years, it has been delivering 10% returns. Mm. For Singapore market, Unfortunately, the last 10 years, Singapore stock market has not been as good as Hong Kong, China, US, and so on and so forth. It's mm. one of the underperformers. So I think to get that 10%, you can't just invest in Singapore. You need to go overseas. You need mm. to invest in Hong Kong, in China, in US, you know, whatever. You, you got to get out from the Singapore. You can't just invest solely in the Singapore stock market. So that 10% is a real number if you are invested in the world markets. Interesting that you mentioned getting out of Singapore. It's a good time to uh, discuss how aggregate asset management helps your clients do that. And while you mention how you help your clients do that, can you also talk about what the prerequisites are for clients who want to open an account with you? Maybe Kevin can address that. Kevin? Yeah. Uh, for aggregate, our license, we are a CMS license holder mm. with MAS. So we are currently only serving accredited investors. Uh, by MS definition, is accredited investor has 
net worth of two million or a net financial assets of one million. Mm-hmm. And he qualifies to be a accredited investor. Mm-hmm. Or the third criteria is a annual income of three hundred thousand. Either one of them. So an aggregate now when we started off, we made the entry level to be our client very low. We brought it down to hundred fifty thousand Sing dollars, mm-hmm. and the idea is for for people to experience value investing, mm-hmm. long term investing. So we always tell our client that don't give any money to us, any money that you need in your next three five years to us. So these are long term money that the clients have been parking with us. Hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. So that's hundred fifty thousand versus two million. Now it's accredited no. investors require <coughs> net worth of two million, but hundred fifty thousand is how much. Clients need to park with yeah, you. Minimum right? entry, minimum investment amount to start an account with us. Yes. So and some of our clients actually start off with uh, to try us out because we are not the big names. So they test us out, and over time, in aggregate, they can just top up as and when they have extra cash. So our top up is just ten thousand dollars. And how do you help your clients move beyond Singapore in terms of the portfolio so that they hit that ten percent return mark? So right now, aggregate, how we are managing about five hundred million dollars. We use this five hundred million dollars to invest in listed equities across Asia. So we are actually still an Asia fund. We diversify across six, seven hundred companies across Asia. In a way, it's a very diversified style of value investing. Right. Thanks, Kevin. And that's a wrap for Money Hacks. We hope you like these latest tips. Do subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and like us and give us a rating. That was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstimes.com and bt.sg. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.